Hello, my friends, and good Friday morning to you. Thank you so much for coming by today. My name is Roger, and behind the scenes is my wife, Angie, and together we are the Barnabas Bridge. I'm grateful that you came today, and I, I pray that this week, if you've been tuning in, that you've walked away a little bit more encouraged and maybe uh, a little bit um, commissioned, we might say, not because of what I say, but what God's Word says about us who have been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ and though, reaching those who have yet to hear the message. To do that, I brought up a subject this week that we've been covering every week, every day, Monday through Friday, and it's called Out in the Margins. And what it really concerns is, is what is, what should we be like? How should we carry ourselves in this world? Those who had um, scripture been telling us this week that we were enemies of God, but he chose to die for us, even though we were, and come and bring us out of the margins of, of eternal life and bring us into the everlasting story. How do we respond to that? And how do we take part in that? Because it also told us in Ephesians chapter 2 that we are a part of the story and God has already scripted us in. And now we need to take the step and join in with that. Well, I'll tell you, just to kind of finish up the week, I wanted to point out something that I saw recently. And it was really heartbreaking. Uh, it was very convicting for me. And I was watching this um, show, and they sp were speaking out about a place in Philadelphia, a neighborhood called Kensington Avenue. I don't know if you've ever heard of that before. Perhaps you have. And if not, I encourage you to look it up and see what's going on there. It really is a story of human misery, perhaps at its worst, uh, definitely in our country here. Uh, Philadelphia um, is the poorest city of all American large, uh, all large American cities. And Kensington Avenue is the poorest neighborhood in Philadelphia. The studies say that they are 30% more violent than any place else in Philadelphia. So not only is it one of the poorest nation, uh, neighborhoods in the nation, but it's also one of the most violent. They said basically what it is is an open air market for narcotic sales. And if you can watch the videos, you'll see that it's just being sold and used everywhere. And with that becomes the destruction of human lives and every kind of um, fallout, you might say, that the, uh, you can imagine. So I was watching this show and I think probably my first initial reaction was blame. I was blaming, maybe I was blaming the people that were there. I was blaming the authorities. Why didn't they do something? I was blaming their families. Why didn't they do something? Why would people <laughs> let this take place when just down the road, you know, there's probably million dollar mansions? How could there be such disparity in people's lives and how they're turning out in this world? I'll tell you what, it didn't take long before I really started playing the real story. And I started wondering, of those folks in Kensington Avenue, how many of them were from my home state of Nebraska? <laughs> the cornfields, the wide open spaces, the family, friends, cookouts, Friday night football, easy life. And with that, then I thought, you know, surely that's the case. But what made the difference between their life ending up where they are and my life 
ending up here. Well, then I start simplifying it even more. And the difference is somewhere along the line, somebody in my life who had been touched by the blood of the Lamb of Jesus Christ cared enough to tell me his sweet, sweet story. Though I was on the margins and they were in the main story, they brought me in. It's an amazing thing, isn't it? And I'm sure that that's the difference between some and others. And surely that's the difference between where we might be living today and those poor, poor people on Kensington Avenue. Well, I'll tell you, I think that we get a little bit like, I don't know if you're like me on that blame thing, but most certainly it's so complicated anymore. There's so many things that can go wrong uh, and we have so many reasons to blame this or to point over here. And even if we blame ourselves for not reaching out, for not knowing about Kensington Avenue, that's still not the solution. And it's still so complicated. And the tangled web keeps us distracted and looking everywhere. So I thought maybe on this Friday, if we could just spend our last day of trying to figure out how we that are inside the story because of God working in our lives, how can we reach those outside in the margins? Maybe if we simplified it on Friday, we could get our minds wrapped around it and we can make our own individual game, uh, game plan, of course, um, designed by the Holy Spirit. But nonetheless, maybe we could get a clearer picture. Well, I'll tell you what. Whether we're living in Nebraska or Kensington Avenue, we have to know that there's one enemy and there's one solution. However the sin or the, the grief or the misery manifests in our life, it wasn't some kind of random fall or random thing that happened, but it was the work of an enemy that looks and seeks to destroy all mankind and keep us away from the love of God. 1 Peter 5.8 has this to say, beginning in verse number 6, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all of your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Be self-controlled and alert. And what the scripture is telling us, focus where it needs to be. Focus on God. Because of this. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of sufferings. Everywhere, no matter where we at, we all have an enemy. But someone has to step in and tell those who have fallen away of the real story and bring them back into the text. Because Roman five, Romans chapter five, a scripture that I read earlier in the week, is just as relevant today. There's one enemy, there's one problem, and that is Satan. And there's one cure, one victory, and that is Jesus Christ. Chapter five of Romans verse six, you see at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. 
Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for this. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? Kensington Avenue seems like one of the worst places that we could possibly imagine. But in God's eyes, everything outside the margins of the story that he is writing through his son, Jesus Christ, and the power of the Holy Spirit that combats evil in this world is of great sorrow and loss. Even the smallest bit of misery in this life brings God the Creator sorrow. So I don't know as we end this Friday what your part is exactly in working to bring others out of the margins and into the beautiful story of Jesus Christ. But I know you have one. I know you have one. And I know that I have one. But I look at things that are so complicated as thousands of people whose lives are being destroyed by misery, by drugs, by all kinds of things because of our one enemy. And I yearn and I pray and I want to so bad tell him of the cure. The same one that came to my life some 20, 21 years ago. I don't know how that's going to be or how that might play out, but how about this? Would you pray for me so that I might hear and see and find my true calling? Because it changes from day to day from person to person, but never let me pray that I don't miss when God sets somebody in front of me. And I'll tell you what, I'll pray for you as well, that as the church, as the redeemed people, as the cool kids, God's people, the ones who are in the main text of the story, let us all do our part this week and every day to bring others out of the margins. Folks, I hope you have a wonderful weekend, that you have a church family that loves you so much that they won't let you miss. So take care, and God willing, we'll see you on Monday. Bye.